Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. That was the nonstop 6 p.m. news feed leading you into my show, the Mark Aram Show, and I came in with a on a uh, just on a high and a great mood. It's Friday, and Dagnabbit, I am as mad now as I've been in months. Low T Chuck, can you look into the main studio right now? Well, yeah, I, it's like I'm in a uh, a tanning bed. Yeah, <laughs> what the great. hell is going on in here? Those are Von Hessler's lights that Jared was not in today, so I believe his. Fill-in did not turn them off. I so every morning I've got to be under these hot TV lights for Channel Two, and the the good part about doing radio is it doesn't matter what I look like. You can see I'm wearing a hat. I look great. I look great, and I've got more more lights in this studio on right now than Justin and Jovita have on Channel Two Action News at six. <laughs> Softening your features. So here's the deal: yeah. I've got Weird Al Yankovic tickets to give away. You do. If any listener out there knows Von Hessler's cell phone number, Yamamoto cell phone number, Tim Andrews. Bombard them right now because they won't answer me on how to turn these. Oh, we know how to turn them off. We just can't get into the room. room. I don't have access to that room. What room? There's a room in the hallway. Down the hallway that that controls those lights. Access to those lights, and none of us can get in there. I don't care. I want people blasting (laughs) Yamamoto cell phone. I tried. Not Tim Andrews. I I texted Tim and he wrote back to me. He's like, I don't know, man. Ask. (laughs) Yeah, that Uh, sounds right. I'll tell you exactly what. Yeah, Yamamoto's on vacay. He's he's gone. He won't answer my text. I texted his hot girlfriend. Oh, she's gone with him too. Um. He said, is George the intern around? I don't George know the intern? No, he's not. I don't know. Who's George? But I'm literally frying under these lights. Is it really that hot there? why do they need one, two, three, four, five, six TV lights to do his radio show? I don't know. It's for the podcast, I think. Well, who the hell cares about his podcast? I don't know. I'm just do you really want to see that crew well lit? No. <laughs> like it should be. They should use Snapchat filters doing that podcast. <laughs> it's like Bu- when they put like over the Buford's filter. Yeah, like the softness. Like, make, <laughs> like I don't want to see any of those people. I mean, you know, I love them. They're my coworker. I don't love them right now. I'm mad at them. <laughs> Well, you don't want to see them like oh. under bright lights. You want it dimly lit, like a bar at two a.m. When you God, I'm so annoyed right now. Can Rick Griffiths get in I, there? I was trying to talk to him, but he was talking to Veronica. Let me, let me, and I let me didn't go interrupt. out. Let me go ask real quick. You keep ranting. I'll be right yeah. back. Hold on. I'm gonna yell out there. Hey, Rick, come to the studio, please. <laughs> this. How am I supposed to perform under these circumstances? <laughs> I'm literally sweating right here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been on all day since 12, 1230. Rick just walked by. Yeah. Like nonchalant. Well, maybe he's on his way to go turn them off. Is he on his way to Little go? Little guy t- got you. He, he got Rick to turn them off. He's this is, off. Re- I, I refuse to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> Play the right. millennial match game theme. I'm not, t- I'm not talking <laughs> until I get these lights <laughs> off. This is, this is, uh, if this, if I were a, a child, this would be violating child labor laws. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say this is what a tantrum would look like. Yeah. <laughs> if Nike, no, if Nike made their kids make shoes under these lights, yeah. people would be up in arms. 
I wouldn't do it. I'm baking in here. It is I'm warm. a baked Jewish salami right now. <laughs> Give me that. I don't want to talk. Give me Millennial Match Game. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do this. I'm sure. There they're off. There they go. Oh, one at a time. Uh, they're going. Uh, there they oh, go. All right. Uh, 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 you finally. good? There you go. It was like turning off the lights at, uh, at SunTrust Park. Like banks <laughs> of them had to turn <laughs> off. We barely made it. I was about to walk out of here. Well, I'm glad we got it solved. Yeah. It, it instantly gave 20 degrees cooler here because we <laughs> oh, turned I, those lights yeah. off. No respect. None. You oh, know, no, they don't care about this it. Is, this was my studio long before the, the doctrinaires, whatever that thing is called, the doctrine. <laughs> the Have for some respect. This is, the, this is the home of Neil Bortz. Neil Bortz built this building from this studio. He did. Clark Howard. Herman Cain came in here once. <laughs> he, did, he did a show in here once. once. I saw him once. Yeah. I mean, respect the the. This is a sanctuary. Yeah, other people use it. There's, I'm not. I mean, I've I've gotten on the Von Hessler crew for leaving crumbs all over the oh. floor, but I can deal with that. I just call the guy in the vacuum. But to leave those, I those... just like how Deb has to hazmat wipe down oh, her area. She comes in it's so gross every day. All right, let you me good cool now? off. No, I'm, well, I mean, I'm better. Yeah, I, yeah. It was burning up in here. Yeah, it was hot. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just did. Those lights have been on since noon, right? That's when that Von Hessler. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, they've been the on. The doctor oh, program ends. Yeah. So yeah. for six hours, mm -hmm. we've mm -hmm. had Hollywood esque lights in here. Does anyone not care about the electric bill? Not to sound like my dad, but who's touching the <laughs> not thermostat? Not outside. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yamamoto just texted me back. Alabama. <laughs> Great. Oh, no. <laughs> Yamamoto's a... girlfriend texted me back. Oh. Alabama. Oh. Mm, same pics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, I need a drink now, which is ironic because we're going to talk about drinking to start off the oh, show. Wow. How many times a year, Chuck? Yes, we'll sir. start with you. You're okay. you're a big beer drinker. I am. How many times a year do you think you get legitimately drunk where Ooh. you would like you can't drive? That's the limit. Like I can't drive, I'm I'm that drunk. How how many times a year do you get Well, there's one at the Christmas party. At least I'm not talking Kenny plastered. No, I'm no, talking no, no. like right. just yes. heavily buzzed. Yeah. Intoxicated. At least, at the very least, once a month. So probably, 12 times a year. Probably closer to twice a month. 24 times a year. Yeah. Mm, calling you out as a liar. Yeah. On that. You what don't about think you, so? Long? No. What about you, Longoria? You think it's oh. more? Yeah. Buzzed. I mean, not fall down drunk, but like oh, buzz every where like, so 52 yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I like. Yes. Every so fifty-two weekend. times. Oh, yeah, easily. What about you, Longoria? Five times. I'm like I'm there. Five, Five probably maybe, at the most. Maybe. Exactly right. So they did this survey, and it was, it was out of the United uh, Kingdom, and they only surveyed thirty countries, which is a small sample, considering the number of countries in the world. But um, no surprise, the United Kingdom gets drunk. Their residents get drunk more than anyone else in the world, according to the survey, fifty-one times a year. All right. People in the United Moving Kingdom England. get drunk. My people. Yeah, so basically once a week. They take off Christmas or whatever. Yeah. They take off <laughs> 51 times a year, they get intoxicated. America, got to make America great again. We're number two. Uh-oh. 50 times a year. That's a lot. And that's yeah. the average. So well, for every guy like more. Longoria and I are doing five times a year, there's, there's someone out there doing 130 Tell Matt Look, works. when I had a regular job, every Friday night, we went down to the bar after work. Every Friday night. Yeah. And that went on for years. And then you add like, oh, Wednesday night, Dart League. And then, yeah. I mean, it, so, yeah. That's it. That number seems extraordinarily high. 
Well, now, granted, if you do- if you asked me when I was twenty three, I would be all right seventy or eighty times. You know, right? You I guess now as I've as I've two, yeah. You know, it doesn't help. I guess as I've gotten older, I my yeah. I, my drinking has curbed, which is probably a good thing because I do have enough bad vices in my life <laughs> that I don't need yes. to throw drinking on top of that. I was surprised by that number. Uh, Americans, fifty weeks. Canada, where are you? I thought they would have been higher. Just yeah, to, for just warmth, they have nothing to do. Forty-eight weeks a year, or forty-eight times a year, they are intoxicated. Australia is fourth at forty-seven, tied with Ireland. Denmark sixth with forty-two How is weeks. Ireland only tied for fourth because the people die early. Is I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It brings down okay. their average. I don't know. India. Yeah, I would think Ireland would be. Shout out to drinkers. Sanjay. Indians, uh, forty-one times a year, they get. Uh, what is the, what is the drink in India? You know, know, Japan has sake. Right. Uh, Ireland has, on, on has tainted water. whiskey and scotch. <laughs> so bad. What do people drink in China? Rice wine? Yeah, maybe. That's, that's Mexico rough. is tequila. Yeah. Sure. What's the official beer? It's got to be the American beverage, Yeah, I would right? think so. The official, official beverage of America. Um, the survey collected data from 12, uh, 120,000 people over 30 countries. The average age was 29 years old. 57% were 25 years or younger, while 19% were 35 or older. All right, that's where it's skewed. Yeah. So they were act, they were asking people like Yamamoto, sure. who's too drunk to reply to his text right now right. on how to turn the light off. Because they're in Bama. That's, uh, yeah. In Bama. So I just want to start off there. Again, I, w- I wanted to have fun today. I'm sorry. I'm settled down now. I've calmed down. It's cooling off. Uh, how many times a year do you think you get inebriated? Because I, I think that number is high. I think... 50 times a year for an American is a high number. Take Chuck out of the equation. I think most people are going to be like. Yeah, well, I, I think there's going to be some, the norm is going to be somewhere in between me, I mean us and Charlie. <laughs> between 5 and 50? Yeah. That's a pretty I mean, big range. That's what I, I mean, I don't think it's all, you know, I don't think people drink every day, every week. No, I think a lot of people do, but I think mo- a majority of people don't. And I could be wrong about that. So, uh if I if I don't give away the, the the lights are off now, so I can't yeah. give away the prize pack for that. But we'll may, find somebody. Maybe the best call. How many times a year do you do you get inebriated? I guess that will uh, we'll start off the show with that. I'm calm down now. I'm in a good mood again. Sorry about that. I apologies to the doctrine crew, whatever that thing is. Sorry, I got. <laughs> It was really hot in here, man. It was really hot. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Per year, how many times are you getting inebriated on the alcohols? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Survey says Americans get drunk 50 times a year. That number seems high to me. Number two in the world behind Britain at 51. In your realm, in your world, is that close to the truth? 404-872-0750. Jameson, like the whiskey, joins us in Hampton. I already know your answer, Jameson. <laughs> Actually, mine is only about 15 a year. 15. What, what marks those occasions where you get inebriated 15 times a year? Well, you got to include the family vacation or when you go on the cruise with the wife. Oh, I forgot about vacation. Yeah, you know what? I I will have a beverage or two on vacation, like especially if I'm at the beach, Longoria. 
Um, I'll get a pina colada. Ooh, or a, I had one of those two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, but I don't drink to excess on vacation usually, sometimes. Yeah. All right, yeah, 15. Usually, that, yeah. That's realistic. I could see that. Do you know anyone that's getting drunk 50 times a year? No one. Yeah, that seems high. Chuck, that's, just, that's the only person the only I know. One. Jeremy's up on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? What's up, brother? Well, uh, sadly, I can speak with some authority on this subject. Um, I'm going to smash Jameson's record. I would conservatively say I'm at probably 345 or so. No way. Every day? Nearly every day. How old are you? Uh, I'm 30. Yeah, all right. You might grow out of that. Is it? Do you work in a bar or something? So I came up in the restaurant industry. Um, I'm a CPA now. Oh, my the goodness. Stress, <laughs> the stress is still there. Do me a favor, <laughs> Jeremy. Don't drink April 1st to the 15th. Take those days I, off. <laughs> I think that's fair. Wow, that's a lot. I, I mean, and that's inebriated, not just having a drink a day. You get you get toasted every day. Right. Well, I'm not getting destroyed. No, right? I understand, but uh, you're buzzed. You're getting buzzed. Yeah, I, I drink a bottle of wine every day. Wow. Watch that, buddy. Watch that, Jeremy. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but 340 days a, a year. A bottle of wine a day? Woo. All right. I love the... Uh, cross-section of Mark Aram Show listeners here. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back more recalls. How many times a year do you get flat-out drunk? It's Mark Aram Show on WSB. Hey, this is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Coming up next hour on the show, big stuff. John Driscoll Hopkins of the Zach Brown Band on the show. He's at uh, Jimmy's Tequila and Carnage tonight, so if you're hungry... You want to hear some great live music, head over to Jimmy's right now. Again, John Driscoll Hopkins of the Zach Brown Band. And Ryan Hamilton, he's at the Punchline this weekend. He's coming up in just a second. I I, I will ask him. Actually, I'm not going to ask him. He's a very clean comic. I was going to ask him how many times a week he gets uh, blasted. How many times a year? Mm. According to a survey, Americans, on average, get drunk 50 times a year. That seems like a high number to me. What is your number? 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Craig joins us in uh, Bethlehem, Georgia. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Top fan here. What's going on, buddy? Hey, um, I'm kind of a lightweight with alcohol. Like, I get a buzz off root beer if I'm not careful. But I sometimes drink wine to help me sleep. Um, and I probably do that three or four times a month. And I'm, you know, four or six ounces and I'm out. So I would say I probably get drunk technically about 40 Maybe 50 times a year. All right, so about the national average. See, it's weird with me. Like, I drink two glasses of red wine, and I'm done. But I can have four or five glasses of scotch and feel okay. I mean, I'm not driving or anything. Right, right. But wine wine impacts me a lot more severely than than brown liquor for some reason. No, I'm just a lightweight. I basically just called because I heard you had weird out tickets, so. Oh, uh, (laughs) all right. We're going to give them away somehow, Longoria. Yeah. Not to the drunkest caller, though. That probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> no, no. David's in Marietta. David, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. I'm fine. How are you doing? Excellent. What's going on? <clears throat> Not too much. Uh, my drinking depends on one factor. That, that <clears throat> is. Excuse me. That is whether it's leap year or not. <laughs> you get that extra day of drinking on a leap year? <laughs> Absolutely. So are you an every, everyday drinker? Uh, every day that I'm awake. Do do you fear the long term impact of that on your health, or or doesn't at this point it doesn't matter? Uh, I'm seventy years old, and you're doing just fine. You sound you sound better than I do at seventy. <laughs> what's your drink? <laughs> what's your drink of choice, David? Uh, I drink bourbon. 
Oh, all right. I'm okay with that. I like the good brown liquor. And how many yeah. bourbons a day do you uh, imbibe? It depends on how many times the commentators on CNN say Trump. So they're down a shot every time they well, say Trump. That's you know you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you know what? Better that than MSNBC though, because then you'd be in the grave. You'd be in the grave dead. I do, I do have my limits, Mark. What what what's your favorite bourbon, David? I'm curious. Uh, my everyday is Evan Williams. Okay. I like, that's a I've good been drink, I've been drinking that for thirty years. People talk about this thing called Pappy Van Winkle. Have you heard? Have you heard of that? Pappy Van something? I think it's Pappy Van Winkle. It's it is Pappy thing. Van Winkle, and I'm saving my money to try to buy a bottle because yeah. it costs about nine hundred bucks. I'm more of a Scotch guy than a bourbon guy, but I do appreciate a good bourbon, and I want to. I'm not going to buy a bottle of it because I I won't finish it. But I do want to find a place that sells like a restaurant or a bar that has it. Erickson has some. Does he? He gets you like cases I, of it every I, year. I, I have a source. It, it's not a restaurant or a bar. It's a, a on the black market. Store. You want me to buy bourbon? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I don't. No, it's, I appreciate it's, it's the, the offer. I appreciate the offer. But I, again, I don't. I don't want a whole bottle. I just want to. You say uh, Erickson has it? Yeah. Now Erickson, I love because he keeps the, the studio nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Doesn't leave lights on. No crumbs. Right. The one bone I have He's to pick with. He's very finicky. Yes. Like uh, the guy from The Odd Couple. Yes. Os- uh, not Oscar. Uh, Felix. Felix. He's, fe- he's very Felix, Felix Ungerish. The only bone I have to pick with Erickson is he doesn't bring in his food that he cooks at home. I know. Like the cinnamon rolls and all I that know. stuff. He brags about it and it doesn't bring yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Russ in Gainesville joins us. Russ. Come here a minute. I want to talk. Did you guys get the email I sent or the Russ sent the, the new girl? We did. All right. Kudos, Russ. Good job. What's the latest in your uh, in your life? No, listen. I got to tell you guys, I owe you guys one. Okay. Because I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of years ago, I was dating a doctor. I mean, a really hot female doctor, and she left the country, and a couple other things happened. Anyway, I lost touch with her, and she heard me on your show last night, and she called me. What? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go out again. What? All right, so, like a real doctor, doctor? A real doctor? I swear, a real doctor. Wow, Russ. You, yeah, Russ. If you get married, I want to. Uh, I want to be invited to that wedding, my friend. Free house calls for you if we get married. Oh yeah, How I like that. that. I need her. more doctor friends. <laughs> okay. I do. I've got a couple, but I need more. So yeah, Russ, don't mess this one up. And don't charge her rent. I'll try not you to. Let, let what, the what kind of doctor is she? Yeah, do you know what kind? She's a, well, you know, actually, she, I don't know what she practices, but she was the head doctor at the hospital. Like, they, a head doctor? She's their boss. She's their boss. Oh, yeah. oh like the doctor so in charge. Pretty, yeah. Wow, exactly. Russ. All right, don't screw this yeah. up, my friend. That, that could be life-changing for you. Exactly. Well, listen, yeah. if, if uh, I don't know what tickets we're giving away next week, what prizes. But if if I get if there's good prize packs next week, I'll pull one aside for you so you have a reason to ask her on a date. Like, hey, do you want to go see Pavarotti at uh, Chastain or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Something romantic. That's great. All right, That's good great. job, Russ. What's going on this weekend? Anything big? I don't have any plans. She she her mother's in town this weekend, so she she can't see me till next weekend. So I'm saving myself for her. The doctor's mom. All right, Russ is going celibate. <laughs> Russ is that is that might be some breaking news. Russ Saving is going yourself. celibate. Good good job, my friend. All right, Russ, be safe Thank this you. weekend. I, I really am rooting for you. That'd be fantastic. Russ needs to settle Thanks. down. No more no more random hookups at Little Caesars. Get yourself a doctor. Lock that up. Longoria wants prescription help. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, those never mind. I don't know. All right, we're gonna come right back. Uh, Trudy, David, and the chef. You'll be next. 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Don't forget you can listen to the Mark Aram show when you get home on Amazon Alexa or the WSB radio app. David and Ackworth joins us on the Mark Aram Show. David, how many times a year are you getting blitzed, my friend? Oh, man. I, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest about this. For 19, almost 20 years, 365 a, a year. Every day. And how about now? Have you settled down? Every, no, I've completely stopped. I'm 47 years old for now, you. and I've been stopped for about two years but the crazy thing is is uh i was very very successful in my career Mm -hmm. for probably 14 15 years of that and i was just able to handle it and then one day i wasn't able to handle it anymore so that'll happen that'll happen i'm glad i'm glad i settled down too i mean with my schedule i've always worked morning drive so it was tough to drink a lot during the week but i used to drink quite a bit back in the day chef williams up on the mark aram show hey chef what's cooking Hey, what you doing? Living the dream, brother. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, as a chef, we, we drink every day. I mean, that's just part of the business. A drink to excess, though? A drink to get a buzz, or you just have one to, like... Uh, no, it, it's 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 enough to get buzzed and, you know, forget about, you know, what happened during the day. 18 hours on your feet all day long. You know, you drink, go home, sleep for about two or three hours, and do it all over yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that. That's not what the survey. The survey is drink to uh, to inebriation, I believe, is uh, the the proper terminology there. Cletus is in Lawrenceville. Cletus, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Uh, my ex died from drinking. Oh, I'm and, sorry to uh, hear that. Yeah, I was too. She could not stop and drank every damn day. But I do not drink. I I well. If I go to a Mexican restaurant and they got a great handmade margarita, I'll have one. And if I, but the, the thing is, I don't enjoy the buzz feeling. I, I feel sleepy immediately, and I just feel like, oh man, I just want to, I just want to lay down. Uh, it's, it's I feel that way when I'm enjoy. sober. I just want to lay down when I'm sober. Hey, hey, hey Cletus, hang, hang on the line, Cletus. I'm going to give you uh, two tickets to see Weird Al Yankovic Strings Attached Tour Sunday, June 30th at Chastain. Chuck, that's for Cletus. Give those to him if you don't mind. Nick, real quick before news, what you got, buddy? Hey, no, this is the other chef, Nick. Uh, I totally agree with that business. So there's so much stuff in your mind going on that uh, a little bit of uh, whiskey might help shut that down. When I was a, uh, just a waiter, I was I was never a chef. I was a waiter and a dishwasher. Um, there, there was a lot of alcohol oh, flowing yeah. in the restaurant. Unless it was a waitress, we yeah. went out every night. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> We're older. We're wiser yes, now, Longoria. All right, when we come back after news, weather, and traffic, guess what? Comedian Ryan Hamilton in studio and then at 7 30 if you haven't made it to jimmy's tequila and carnes by then uh you want to check out john driscoll hopkins he's of the zach brown band he'll be on my show and at jimmy's back after this the mark aram show is performed before a live studio audience no i want this town to be near you
Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. If you do not have plans this weekend, you do now. You head directly to Buckhead either tonight or tomorrow and see Ryan Hamilton on the Punchline stage. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I got to say, first off, before we get into the bulk of the interview, before I do the 60 Minutes Morley Safer kind of Oof. thing with you, is I got to thank you. You did a, uh, a charity fundraiser. One of my best friends from college lives in Brooklyn, and her daughter goes to the School of Autism there. Okay. And you did a, a fundraiser, I think it was at Caroline's. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe last year. And you don't even remember it, but I, I'm thanking you anyway, because she uh, she texts me. She's like, oh, my God, the guy uh, doing the comedy fundraiser was the guy you had on your show, right? Oh. And you crushed it, and you did it for charity. So uh, for all the people that uh, you know have kids that uh, are dealing with autism. I remember this show now. Yes. Yes, they were very nice. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, I think I've done it a couple of times for them over the years. But this was... Um, yeah, it was a great show and a good yeah. group. Yeah, Brooklyn re- Autism Academy. Yep, or I remember like that. that. Yeah, I, I still have some artwork from some of the kids that they gave me. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's just really nice. Do you, do you get uh, asked to do chari- charitable stuff like that a lot as a stand-up comic? Um, yeah, you get asked. You know, I I can't do everything unfortunately, but I just came from Nashville and we had a nice event with uh, Scott Hamilton's Cancer Foundation. Oh, and nice. I've made uh, a bit of an alignment with that group, and that's been really nice. So how does that work out? I don't want to get too personal, but do you? Uh, Obviously, you're not charging the academy, the autism school for, for the performance. Yeah, but for the Scott Hamilton thing, like, do they take care of your your hotel or your your airfare yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, different or different ones are different. But um, this group, I've kind of decided this is like I want something that That's I want to do. Gotcha. It's it's, yeah. it's it's close to me and something that I'm happy to contribute. I like the group. We've got along well. It's a good fit. So um, yeah, in that case, uh, I've done an event, a couple of events for them, and. Yeah, they'll pay for my expenses. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. There's, yeah. there's certain professions. I'm going to bring Jamie Bendel, owner of the Punchline, in on this conversation. There are certain professions that just get asked to do charitable stuff all the time. My buddy owns a print shop, like a sign-making shop, and like uh. <laughs> he says five times a day, people are like, hey, we're raising money for this. Can you donate signs? And he's like, it, there's just certain professions or, or businesses that – just get swamped with charitable requests. I would imagine the punchline gets asked for, you know, hey, can you donate tickets to our raffle or can you host this event? Well, we do. And to the extent that I can, I'm always looking to help people out that way and donate some tickets and, you know, try to contribute. The reality is, is that anybody who's ever been involved with any 501c3, the needs almost always exceed the capacity to fill them. Yeah. So from my perspective, whatever your time or talent is, uh, you should find some ability to make better use of that than sort of figuratively leaving yeah. it in your back pocket. So if if I have an ability to tell jokes and I can lend those talents to help raise money and help put towards the cause, I'm open to doing that. Certainly as a lawyer, I get asked for free legal advice all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But it's true. The print shops always get asked. Yeah. The flower shops, can you donate? And, you know, and, and I think what people have to remember in the context of the ask is that we're always appreciative of that. But really... Your ask falls in with all of the asks. So sure. don't take it personally if you say, oh, we have a challenge here with yeah. challenge ask. But I love doing charitable stuff at the club. How's the interview going so far, Ryan? Is this I like it. <laughs> yeah, so far. I, uh, tonight, some of the weight's been lifted. Ryan's you know? going to do 90 minutes on uh, charity yeah. at the Punchline tonight. Tickets available still online this weekend at uh, punchline.com. <laughs> right, let's, let's get to the comedy. I'm sorry you got sidetracked there, but I, I really okay. want to thank you because 
obviously you do a lot of charitable stuff and and it meant a lot to me and my friend because that was a huge fundraiser for that school that was a big event for them i know and i was happy to do it yeah i'm glad it worked out yeah that was great all right let's yeah. let's get to more pressing matters your diet uh, <laughs> so the last time you were here you were you were you were getting off sugar uh, I, why I don't know? Because you're you're like really fit. You're one of the most physically fit comics I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. And but. now you're you're doing this diet, which I've I've heard uh, people do, where it's the intermittent fasting, where you're not yeah. eating for long stretches. What's the deal with this? I don't know a lot about it, to be honest. I I I am <laughs> trying it because <laughs> well, it's funny. Like it's funny. Um, I've started going on the road with Seinfeld, and Seinfeld does it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna try. Really? And, get on board with this and see how it goes and it's great actually it's like it's really uh, a very simple way to diet okay because all there's no rules there's no book you have to sure. read it's just like these are the hours Schedule. you just pick eight hours that you're going to eat every day and you know you don't eat crazy i just try to eat generally what i normally would yeah but i think the idea is that i'm not an expert in any sense but i think the <laughs> idea is that you're you're burning uh fat storage that you normally wouldn't and the hours when you're not eating. right right so what eight hours period do you pay it's got to be consecutive yeah okay. uh, yeah and some people will do six hours even or yeah. seven but I've, I've been doing between one and nine or trying okay yeah as a comic, you've got a weird schedule anyway. Yeah, so what time right. do you normally wake up, like, say, so, a random Wednesday? Yeah, if I get to bed midnight or 1, that's pretty good. And if I'm up at 10, you know, something like that. So I've got a few hours to kill before I'll have what I call breakfast at 1 o'clock. Yeah. So you'll, you eat from 1 to 9, you'll have yeah. breakfast, and you you don't gouge yourself, you know, and, no. and stuff yourself. You still— no. Yeah, I just try to eat normally what I would normally eat. Yeah. Um, and try and be conscious of it, but I just do it in that eight-hour period. So I'm not restricting what I eat that much more than I normally would, just the time. I was going to mock you because yeah, I mock please. my friends. That I jump, deserve it. They jump from, from keto to Atkins to fasting to juicing. to. And so I was about to mock you, but Seinfeld's doing it, so I'm going to pull back <laughs> a little bit on that because if the king of comedy is doing it, he looks fantastic at what sixty five. He just he just 60... turned sixty five. Yep. Did you did you go to his birthday party in Florida? I d well, no, I went to his birthday party in uh, Manhattan. He had a party. Okay, and what was yeah. that one about? Because I heard about one in Florida that was star studded. No, I think this was the one. Oh, okay. Where, yeah, uh, unless there was another one in Florida. George was but... the MC. George Wallace was yeah, the MC. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you were at that batch. I was there. Get yeah. out. So it was pretty wild. Uh, tell me. I mean, not to you know yeah. be a star blanker, but <laughs> Seinfeld is you know God to me yeah and you went at his birthday party I heard some of the guest lists who did you see at Seinfeld's birthday party uh, I mean for me it was like I had baseline anxiety for like five hours <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was great didn't actually yeah. fall during his yeah. food consumption hours yeah, good. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> I was nervous on an empty stomach <laughs> um, boy I mean the, it was, so I'm sitting at a table directly across from me is Sarah Jessica Parker wow and then uh, to my left is Dave Chappelle Chris Rock, oh. Amy Schumer's over here, right behind me. If I push my chair back, I'm bumping yeah. into David Letterman. And then he's across from Steve Martin, Martin Shorts right next to Letterman. Um, like unbelievable. Yeah. Bradley Cooper was there. I heard uh, I heard his wife was stunning that night at the, uh, at the Oh, yes. I saw. I or saw girlfriend, her. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's got like a Russian model girlfriend, Jamie, that apparently is drop-dead gorgeous. Mm. Um, and so, which leads me to the question, you're there. Yes. <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> so you, are you that close with Jerry that you've been invited to this star-studded uh, well, birthday party? I 
it was I felt really honored to be invited. Sure, I, yeah. I'll say, and I've just started working with him in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, for me to be invited was very kind. But they're they're like that. They're very open, kind family people, yeah. and they have a group, a social group there that's like very supportive and great. And it was fun to be just see it and be a part of it and see is it them. a bring is it a bring a gift party i yeah, uh question. you know colin quinn texted me before and he was like <laughs> are you bringing a gift <laughs> and i said well if colin's asking the question then i'm glad that i'm asking the question yeah, too yeah and is there I, a card that's circulating yeah, that yeah, i can yeah, sign yeah, what yeah. Is but, but i heard again this is like a legendary birthday party like I, if i hear about it in atlanta yeah. you know it's big right um ryan hamilton he's at punchline tonight and tomorrow tickets available online punchline.com <laughs> um but i heard I heard Colin crush it. Like people went up Colin and did, did so bits. Colin was so funny. I heard yeah. uh, he Seinfeld's was... wife did uh, well yeah. as well. Yeah, the show was amazing. The yeah. show was it was like the most entertaining thing that I've seen. In what a did, long what time. did Colin do? Colin, uh, he was. I was sitting across from Colin, yeah. and he was nervous. I'd never seen. It. He was kind of shifting in his seat and kept going. What's the order? I want to know the order. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like but, a heck of an uh, audience. He was in front of. It, it was amazing. Yeah, and. You know, he, Colin prepares. He's a writer. Yeah. So I said, you're the most prepared person here. And he goes, yeah, you're probably right. But <laughs> he just – I mean, I remember that Julia Louise Dreyfus was right before him, and she got a little teary-eyed at the yeah. end. She was very sweet, heartfelt, and really, she said really kind things and some funny things too. But Colin was next, and I remember Colin got up, and his first line was – which he must have just come up with this, obviously, but he said – if uh, if you knew you were going to cry, you should have gone last. <laughs> and, oh, <wow. laughs> and, that, and that destroyed the room. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So wow, I'm I'm in awe that you were there. Are, I know. Me in too. In an event like that. Yeah. Do you, does is it understood? Like, hey, keep the cell phones away. No pictures. No videos. Yeah, that was in the invite. Okay, no, there's good. no social media. No photos. Yeah. They had a photographer there to sure. cover that because I'm sure they wanted. It was a big thing for the Seinfelds too you know yeah. like they're like let's do this once and go all out that's and, amazing that's yeah. so funny that it was, so where where in Manhattan was it held or where uh, in New York it was, was at it the held? Cafe Carlisle which okay. is a real swanky kind of jazz club at Very the nice. Carlisle Hotel on yeah. the Upper East Side yeah. I would have paid to be a busboy for that event yeah like, it was cool I'll give you thousand yeah. dollars I'll bus tables yeah. I'll get drinks whatever like what a, an amazing thing did you as you look around the room is there someone you said that you were surprised was there was someone outside of comedy or entertainment that you said, "Wow, that's." I guess Bradley Cooper kind of surprised me. I wouldn't expect. Yeah, Bradley yeah, Cooper he's to be a, there. he's in a different part of entertainment, yeah. you know. So, but they've become friends over the last couple of years. I knew, so I wasn't surprised to see him there. But yeah, um, I mean, there were people there, you know, from Jerry's Car World, and there yeah, were, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, just family friends, um, all sorts of people. It was yeah. really diverse. It wasn't all just comedy and whatever but it you know it was a pretty small group i would say 100 guests or something That's so awesome yeah yeah it was amazing i mean it was a really great experience for me i was really touched to be you know just just to be there and and see it can you hang out one more segment sure i want to ask you how jerry seinfeld plucked you out and said, all right, okay. this is a guy I <laughs> yeah. want to go on the road with. Okay. Ryan Hamilton is in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. I got it, Jamie. Tickets available online at punchline.com. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on social media, Ryan? RyanHamiltonLive.com is my site with uh, tour dates and everything's up there. Excellent. Yeah. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back, Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, three people in studio right now. Mark Aram, 
yours truly. Jamie Bendel, generous owner of the Punchline Comedy Club, and Ryan Hamilton, comedian who was at Jerry Seinfeld's 65th birthday party. That's already a greater achievement than anything I've ever <laughs> done my in my life. Credit. All right, so how did... I know Seinfeld adores the craft of comedy. I know he supports fellow comedians. How do you enter his orbit? How does that get started? Well, I met Jerry through kind of through a friend of mine uh, who you may have heard of, you may not have heard of, Gad El Malay, who was yeah. a very big c- comedian in Europe. Jamie knows him. But uh, oh, is he on? Com- is he in an episode of Comedian? He's in an episode of yes, Comedian in Cars. I know what you're about. He currently has a series on Netflix okay. and a special on Netflix. But he's. Uh, the series is called Huge in France, which okay. he's very big in, <laughs> in France. France. And he, the last few years, came over to the States and has started a career in English. And we became friends just yeah. around New York. And he and Jerry are old friends. So Gad had me open for him at Carnegie Hall. Wow. And Jerry was there. And yeah. he and Jerry did a little, Jerry did a little walk-on in the middle of Gad's event that was a funny little sketch. So... Um, I first met Jerry just a few minutes before I was going on at Carnegie Hall. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Carnegie was, Hall. Oh, here's Seinfeld. They were calling my name, and, the, and, <laughs> as, and, and Jerry's giving me advice. He goes, uh, so have you ever performed here before? I go, Carnegie Hall? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, you have? I go, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but, you know, so. He liked your stuff, I apparently? got off stage, and there was Jerry off in the wings yeah. watching me, and I was, he was like, complimentary and really kind and nice and um we ended up just standing there watching gad as comedians for the rest of his show you know picking apart the jokes and making making references and so um that's where i met him and then we bumped into each other in the city just a couple of days later and um you're stalking him don't lie you're following him you're like i gotta bump it it was it was it was pretty odd that i ran into him that because i see him a couple of times a year you know but i happened to just be at uh, Gotham Comedy Club, and he was there, and uh, you know we got to talk again. That's and then it amazing. was just kind of like I don't know. Over time, uh, I got a call and saying he he wanted me to do I'm a so couple of, of shows. You. I'm so pr- I feel like I'm your your great uncle. I'm so proud of you, kid. I'm <laughs> so you. proud of you, kid. It's been uh, great. You, you mentioned Netflix. You're on yeah. Netflix. Tell us about that. Uh, I have a special on Netflix called Happy Face, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I look like this, but I don't feel like this. Generally, is the whole tone of the thing. But uh, yeah, it it was a it came out end of 2017. I can't believe that now, but it's it's out there. It's streaming. It was a great opportunity. It came to me fast. They said we got this thing, and you're gonna have to pull it together in five weeks. Wow! So I did it, and uh, it's been the biggest thing I've done so far and uh, yeah I was thrilled to get it out there check it out on Netflix All right, you got 90 minutes left to eat before uh, (laughs) you have to stop eating so go have a sandwich great to see you buddy thank you nice to see you too thanks for everything Jamie see you buddy always a pleasure news weather and traffic next this is the Mark Aram show Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, longtime listeners know one of my favorite haunts in them dare hills is uh, Jimmy's Tequila and Carnace up in Dorville. And I'm very excited this Friday, not only am I going to be bathed in crab legs, 
but I'm going to be enjoying some fine music. My buddies uh, Hop and Rizzy, uh, better known as John Driscoll Hopkins and Mike Rizzy, joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Gentlemen, welcome. How are you? Doing well. Hello, How are you, hello, sir? Man. Good to have you. And and you guys are, are world-class musicians. Absolutely. Uh, how, how do people most recognize you, John? Because you've got a, a pretty fanciful they, resume. Yeah, they most recognize me as the sloppy one on stage left at the Zac Brown Band <laughs> concert. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been in the Atlanta area, grew up in Gainesville, went to college, came back, all that. Just been playing music the whole time and had some fantastic experiences with Zach Brown Band and and continue to do my own thing whenever I'm home. So we're looking forward to being up at Jimmy's Tequila uh, this Friday. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Mike, I, di- I didn't even know you were a musician back in the day. Uh, tell me about your musical background. I, well, I play in pretty much uh, a lot of the bands that hops in except for ZBB. And uh, just... You know, just put out a solo record last year. And, nice. And just kind of anytime there's an excuse to play with this guy. I do yeah. It. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't throw the word legend around uh, easily on the Mark Aram show, but, y- you know, you're connected to the Zach Brown band. That that gives you legendary status. I, you know, I hope so by association. I hope that one day I consider I'm considered a legend. But right now I'm just a legend in my own mind. <laughs> well, you can see these legends, uh, Jimmy's Tequila and Carnace, this Friday. What time are you guys going to jump off on the set? I believe that the, that we hit at 9, but I think they're kind of going all the time over there. So it would behoove you to go get some crab legs and jump in early and then uh, hang out for the show. Absolutely. Uh, the Z- let's go to the Zach Brown band real quick because yeah. the band was, was legendary locally. I remember seeing you out in Carrollton and you know it was like a great you know I don't want to say college band but that's that was the base of the group yeah and the next thing you know you know I got friends in LA going hey have you ever heard of the Zach Brown band I'm like yeah I saw them in Carrollton why what's going on (laughs) what 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 happened there the explosion of that group it was the most mind-blowing thing that I've ever seen as a as a local musician who just slings songs here and there we would play Dixie and then 20 minutes up the road We'd play sidelines, yeah. and both nights on Tuesday and Wednesday would be slammed out the door, couldn't get in. Yeah, and I think I think probably we had a, a kind of a magic group of guys there that that really delivered Zach's vision and and really put together this uh, this harmony stack that that he hadn't had in the past. It really it really just kind of took off after that. Uh, Mike, let me ask you. So I've been in Atlanta since '96, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of good local music here, but I feel like that that some artists, some bands, some vocalists, some songwriters should have made it bigger than they did. Who are some of the uh, underappreciated, you think, local artists of the last 25 years here in, in Metro You want to stay in Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Angie Aparo. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely has has gotten uh, amazing things in his career that, that he's been able to do. Um, but but on, on the greater whole, the world hasn't really recognized what an, an amazing talent he is. Another one is David Ryan Harris, who mm-hmm. is killing it he plays with john mayer yeah he's got his own production thing he's he plays all over the singer songwriter things but he's he's mega star status in my opinion and i and i i just don't know why some of these things take off and some don't yeah. you know i mean uh, sean mullins had a fantastic uh launch there back in the 90s with his his uh lullaby tune and he's continued to churn out fantastic music over the years you know, Indigo Girls have have had massive success, but yeah. but they continue to put out this incredible music that 
that I don't think the rest of the world is hearing. But the, the big question is, how do you get it to people with the changes that are happening oh, in yeah. radio? How do you get it to people's... In, uh, in the music business. Every yeah, day. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Every yeah. day it's it, changed. Music business, radio, uh, CD sales, all of that is all different. Is, is the, the music culture is changing. The music industry is changing. It's not, you're not selling 10 million albums anymore. It's all about streams and downloads, all that stuff. But the city of Atlanta, Mike, has changed a lot. Where, you know... In 1998, I could go to Buckhead and hear mm-hmm. live music at four locations. Yep, on a and Saturday. I was at three of those. Exactly yeah, right. right. <laughs> but now Buckhead's changed. Is it tougher for music musicians in the city of Atlanta now? I, you know, make the shows earlier. Yeah. If you make them earlier, you can always do something at the end of the night if you want to stay open until two or whatever yeah. it is that you're, you know, your bar. I shouldn't up. be your demo, by the way. Don't. Well, no, 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 no. It's good. I lived, I lived in Los Angeles, and that's kind of what happened. I yeah. mean. You're going to get stuck on the 405. Yeah, you might as well get them to eat some dinner. So you're blaming Atlanta traffic for the... uh, Well, I think the Atlanta traffic is definitely going to... Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. John Driscoll Hopkins, not uh, former vice president of the United States. Oh, that's a very vice presidential name, John It's funny. I have sometimes I'll like to to shave the middle out of my beard. Yeah. You know, like the Martin Van Buren, they call it or whatever. And I went to the Grammys on the Hill thing last year and they go... Well, he's got the most presidential beard of anyone, you know. And like, then there's Mike great. Rizzi, who uh, sounds like a bookie. Yeah. Out of, uh, out of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, they're going to both be at uh, Jimmy's Tequila and Carnes this Friday up in Dorville. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'll be the guy with the bib on and big crab legs in front of me. So come see me and, and come see them. Um, folks obviously want to know more about your musical endeavors and uh, where they can purchase your stuff. So uh, let, let's sell some merch here. What, what do yeah, we got, man. John? John Driscoll Hopkins. Com. You can find the, the new Bloody Wolves of Venice EP from the movie Adolescence, which will be coming out uh, sometime this summer. Hopefully, it's uh, it's at festivals right now trying to get some, some traction there. And uh, Mike and I were in that band together, kind of a heavy metal thing. And then uh, we're also going to be pushing Christmas records. You can also get Mike's record at uh, appreciatewhatremains.com. Yeah, you can do that or, or Rizzi Music, R-I-Z-Z-I Music.com. There you go. Um, with, with the uh, TV and movie industry really booming in Atlanta, does the music industry get a boost here as well? We have. We've gotten uh, some some good tax breaks toward uh, trying to bring more people here to rehearse and trying to bring uh, more more studio business to Atlanta. And I think that's been par- partially in, in, uh, in helped by the music the movie industry getting their their tax incentives, which has been fantastic. Yeah. You know, I was able to. A lot of my friends and family, my brothers in the industry, have come back from L.A. to oh, good. Uh, come home and work here. Excellent. You know? And uh, social media? You guys on social media at all? Oh, yeah. yeah, John D. Hopkins uh, and John Driscoll Hopkins on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, you know, Rizzy Drum. Yeah, Rizzy Drum and Rizzy Music and all those other Rizzies. Yeah, follow all, us around. All the Rizzies. Yeah. Just follow yeah. all the Just, Rizzies. We're all related. <laughs> Great to see you, and uh, I'll see you live Friday, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. All right, joining us on the Mark Aram Show, fan favorite from Access Atlanta, Brittany Tenenbaum. What, what? How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm exhausted. I'm ready for a fun weekend. What do we have playing this weekend around the metro? Oh, boy. We've got a lot going on. So uh, the Uncorked Atlanta Wine Festival. Have you been to this before? Never. Over at Historic Fourth Ward Park. Um, This is going on with tons of craft beer 50 varieties of craft beer, a lot of wine. So if you're not a wine drinker, you want to just do the craft beer thing, they've got all of it for you. They have a, uh, a DJ, live music, and tons of other stuff um, going down at the Uncorked Atlanta Wine Fest. Tickets okay. for that are 60 bucks at the door. I know, a little pricey. Well, you get all that booze, I guess. But if you out. pick like one event to do over the weekend, 
It's unlimited. There's you know, your weekend budget. Exactly. What else we got cooking? And um, the Kirkwood Spring Fling. If you're looking for something more with just to do with the family, they have a 5K. They have an artist market. They have live music and get a bite to eat from all of their local vendors and a barbecue competition. I think I've been there before. That's a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. It's a it's a good you know kind of have they have a little kids area and it's more of a family you know fun kind of sure. thing. If you uh, don't want to take them to get drunk at the Uncorked <laughs> which Wine I Festival, you do, yes, exactly. And uh, admission to that is free, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And um, sunset sessions. I think we mentioned this last weekend over at Park Tavern. They have a free weekly alternative concert series um, every Sunday. So rain or shine, it happens. It's through it's through September, and um, you can just make it a good Sunday fun day. Yeah. Why not? Speaking of concerts, the uh, Music Midtown lineup was announced. Oh, my gosh. Your thoughts Cardi? on that? Cardi B? That, that's, She's back? That's what you take away from that? Well, what I'm saying is I don't think she was originally announced okay. on the lineup. Gotcha. So I think people are pretty excited about sure. that. Sure. The rest Who, of the lineup, um, I don't know. I was kind of, uh, maybe I'm aging out of Music Midtown. I think Midtown. you are. <laughs> I think I you're real? getting old. If like, you're not excited, if Cardi B doesn't excite you. Yeah, well, yeah but I, if you go into Music Midtown, I want to see multiple acts and nothing jumped off the page at me like oh i gotta see them them and them i'm gonna be honest i glanced at it yeah and um who else give me some more google it kid. <laughs> google it uh yeah so anyway all right but uh speaking of exciting you're yes, going to la tomorrow i am i am i get to go see a sneak preview of aladdin okay and um i've only been to la once really yeah right. so i am getting my fix i'm leaving tomorrow morning I'm getting to stay at the Montage Beverly very Hills, nice. which is very she-she yeah. chic and fancy. And um, anything to do out there? Like, well, how long I have... are you there for? So I'm there till Sunday afternoon. Oh, like one and a half Exactly. Days. So uh, I have like a night. Um... Oh, and you might get kind of excited over okay. this. Also interviewing Ron Howard. Love Ron Howard. Right? Yeah. So I had a call the other day to my show, worked with him on a movie set years ago. And the rule was if you called him Opie... You were, you were fired on the spot. Oh man! Because he was he played Opie right and, on yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. And then he played Richie Cunningham. I don't th- I think he's done with that. But don't call him Opie. Okay, I won't go. Uh, so what's new, Opie? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. So that's going to be video. Yes. Yeah, so Atlanta? he did. Um, I'm going to see a screener at Phipps today. I guess I shouldn't say that out loud, that's but fine. it's just for me. Yeah. Um, so no one come unless you want to <laughs> buy me co- popcorn and Coke. I will take it with some uh, gummy bears. What are you screening? Um. Pa- I'm, I, I don't want to mispronounce the name of this, but it's Pavarotti, the opera singer. Pavarotti. Pa- Pavarotti. Yes. yes. And um, so he did this documentary on him, and it's supposed to be amazing. So oh, I'm so excited. Cool. I'm taking my brother. We're doing a little uh, nice. morning date. I might Sibling. have him pick <laughs> pick up some Chick-fil-A biscuits and sneak them in nice. um, while we watch this documentary. It's a little long. It's like two and a half hours. You can handle um, it. But it, it's going to be, you know, really interesting. I was kind of looking at the production notes for it and, you know, to interview Ron Howard. Yeah, it's, that's you know, amazing. Good so for you. So I will, I will report back next next week. If you if you only have a day in L.A., um, you could do the touristy stuff, but I would go Santa Monica. Okay. Have uh, Go to the pier. Have uh, lunch I have, at I have the lobster. At the lobster, okay. Yes. So um, I, when I did go the first time, we went to Manhattan Beach. Okay. If I could retire somewhere, I know, pretty, pretty sure nice. it would be on Manhattan Beach in so one of those mansions. So and just expensive. And I, and I uh, surfed for the first time out there. Oh, very cool. Okay, that's hard. Even with someone like 
a professional, a professional yeah. coming out there to hold the board for you. Then you're getting knocked down. Then you go back. I after, stick to body surfing. After one time, I'm like, give me a boogie board. Food wise, Pink's hot dogs. I've yes. And uh, Jerry's Deli. If you want some good Jewish deli out there, Jerry's okay. Deli. All right. Excellent. Wish cool. you well. Thank you, man. Congratulations. Thanks so All much. All this stuff available on WSBTV.com and social media. Tell us about Access Atlanta. At Access ATL is our Instagram handle. We have uh, things to do, like you said, on WSBTV.com. And then if you want to watch Access Atlanta, you can check out the WSB Now app on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire Stick. Beautiful. Have a fun weekend. You buddy. too. Hang tight. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Final segment of the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Always great to uh, see Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. By the way, Longo. Yeah. Brittany says she might be getting us an exclusive Hollywood interview with a big name. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? I'm not gonna say yet. I don't want to jinx hints? it. Every time I put that name, put a name out. Yeah. Um, it gets jinxed. So I'm not gonna mm. say. It, but this is a recognizable actor i'll tell you it's a guy okay he's been in a lot of your favorite movies okay very funny movies so nice. i'm gonna leave it there maybe okay. we'll do 20 questions next week on all that. right well, we'll do that, uh, that, we, that we'll, next week we've got a big lineup of shows obviously johnny kilbasa will the game of thrones finale is oh, sunday it's gonna be big what are we gonna do chuck on the game of thrones finale like what's gonna happen we're gonna do a party we're gonna go to longos and eat cascajones if he's making them, Cascajones. You making, making Cascajones? <laughs> I'm not making Cascajones. All right, so that I got that on Sunday night. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll talk about that on Monday, um, and then Millennial Match Game. We got a big week of shows next week, and I'm filling in for Von Hessler next Friday morning. So uh, we got to do that. All right, we got to get out of here, Longoria. Let's do star of the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, it is not Deb Green who. Took two days and off in a row. Is she about to quit Longoria? Is she said anything to you? Is this her slide out yeah, the door? I don't know. That's I've done that. Where you're just like, oh, I'll be, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it's not her. You guys were great, but Alex Williams got the lights turned off in here. He did. From uh, Rick Griffiths and Engineering. So thanks to him, I didn't bake like a salami. So Alex yes. Williams is star of the show. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram all weekend long. It's at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, Facebook Mark Arum, W-S-V. In the meantime... Go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.